Hello again, this is Jack. This is Andrew. And this is Chris. And this is the only podcast that matters. Trio cast edition. It's true. Dose. Yeah, yeah, dose, really. Dose. Yeah, Yeah, no Ryan today. Three Italians and... No short Scott. And no shame. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, I mean, a trio cast now, just to say, because this is the second one, it happens to be the combination of Andrew, Jack, and myself. It's not going to be a constant theme. Yeah, the first one was the three of us as well. It's not to say it's always going to be, even when you see trio cast, it's going to be like, oh, hey, it's going to be, oh, hey. The three, it's, it's, those it's three, three, Italian, three, guys. three Italian guys, yeah. Yeah, we know, who's doing, we know who's part of this. Yeah. So I think to lead off this discussion, let's go with uh, something which is pretty seasonally appropriate. Now, obviously, we're in summer right now. We're all in agreement about that. Well, yeah, and, yeah. well, today, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday was the official start of summer. Um. But the weather's been summer for the past six yeah, weeks. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, about six Basically. weeks. On and off. Yeah. Yeah. With that hundred, the week of hundred days, mm-hmm. or hundred degree days, I should say. <laughs> There's no yeah. hundred day week. <laughs> Where were well, you? It felt like that working. Uh, well, yeah, out in the heat. Absolutely. But needless to say, there are lots of women tend to wear, obviously, thin shirts or tank tops or whatever it is. And I love lately, anytime I've been in a store, let's say, a grocery store, even like a regular stores, you know, I mean, there are plenty department of stores now store. that have fresh gro- Well, no, ones that have like groceries in them. Oh. And, and departments which have climate control. Freezer sections. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just maybe being a lifelong heterosexual, but I love seeing a woman uh, walk nipples. by and see, yeah, seeing the nipples pop out. <laughs> Really, exposed nipples. Turn the dial the up to eleven. Yes, yes. I'm a big fan of that. I am. I just, I think it's cool. You're not big, not to big, say you're not the only one. Yeah, it, it's not from a a standpoint of anything other than appreciation. Where it's just like ah, not <laughs> chauvinism, but no, it's. I don't think hey, it is. It's Someone's there. Gonna Why not? I can yeah. see. I see you're a uh, breast man, huh? Well, no, not necessarily, but uh, that's uh, funnily a enough, that's something man. we didn't talk about. Yeah, I like women. Just that narrow it down? Yeah. <laughs> I like the whole package. Yes. And they're in the majority. They hit the so, tail hey. the whole damn thing. <laughs> God, here we go. I'm just a fan of, of women in general, and I can't, I, there's something, all right, pardon the pun, titillating about seeing a woman's <laughs> nipples sticking out through her shirt because it's something that. It's it's culturally Could be awkward for the someone. standard is well the point is that they always have to keep them. Covered. I remember frequently in high school sitting next to a girl and the whole sweatshirt in the middle of April was over the the chest. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Was oh, she yeah. embarrassed? They're covered. Yeah. <laughs> she have like pacifier nipples mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. You see some. You see some of them walk down the aisles like rubbing their chest I'm trying like, to get them to go away. It's <laughs> June. Why do you have a hooded sweatshirt? Oh. oh. Same yeah. reason I carry my books in front of me when I leave class. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Jenny that to was, stop. That was the worst time in junior high or high school where you're just like. Could you get write three something minutes, on the board? Three minutes before class, and you got you know yeah a four footer. Yeah, <laughs> that always happened to me when I if I can remember distinctively freshman year of high school. Second period was biology. For some reason, around nine nine fifteen, I would get like just a raging boner, <laughs> and I don't know why. And then the teacher there was nothing always about asked it. you to come up and do something in front of the class. Maybe that's when I stopped wearing shorts. That could have been the year where I was like, you know what, these aren't for me. <laughs> Jeans tend to be a bit more fitted and, you know. Hold things back. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> but everything else being said, yeah, of course I like breasts. I'm a man. Why wouldn't I? But right. we, we didn't talk really about that in 
in Crush Cast. We all know what Ryan's favorite part of a woman is. All every part. Yeah, every part of <laughs> the them. Vagina. What do you, yeah, what do you guys tend to lean toward hips. when you look at a woman? Hips? Hips, yeah. hips ass area. Yeah. I got you. Hips, ass, the, uh, how could I be discreet about this, uh, frontal, other stuff. Well, you can't really <laughs> see that. <laughs> if you see that through the pants, they're a little bit too tight. Well, no, but bad news. Or no, they just came out of the ocean. <laughs> no, but like the girls in sweatpants or something were like the really tight pants. The yoga uh, spandex, pants. Spandex, something like that where it's like, mm. Yeah, for me, it, it's overall just like the legs, ass, hips connection. That, that heart shape. Mm. I love that. The apple bottom. That's my thing. That's that's my yeah. preference. A cute petite ass. That's petite not, ass. Not even petite. No, 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 no. Got to bounce a fucking quarter off that thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. I, yeah, that's where the hips come in because yeah, you need you something can, to grab onto. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can put your lunch tray on it. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> You'll be <laughs> lucky to get the ones who just come off the beach or go into the beach and just have the well, one in your cover store, up. Yeah, and it's just yeah. Like or I they said, just have the shirt on over the wet oh. bikini. Or, or the, they or came the, in the, the long shirt. shirt. It's yeah, like, the long oh, yes. the, that, that just like basically towel dress yeah. that they show up in. I give up a week's pay to just look under there for five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> please, please let me go with you. Are you discriminating on any of those, <laughs> or just like any uh, any ladies coming in with a bikini on? No, well, there's no. Just, there's some. There's a screening process. Of course. Well, all right. I was going to say, there has to be some... No pun intended. An audition. There's a screening process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even... Like, my eyes are just like... There's a radar or something. It just... Well, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Well, there's a divining rod between hold on. your legs, too. Whatever you t- have to tell me, it can wait. Yeah, temperature gauge. <laughs> temperature gauge. <laughs> <sighs> Whew, it's getting hot in here? No, yeah. there's just a fine ass to walk by. It measures the <laughs> lack of depth in your moral barometer. <laughs> yes. There we go. But yeah. anyway, moving on to another little topic. Jack and I were discussing earlier. We wanted to save it for the show about the Footloose movie that's coming out. Which who's producing it? I don't know. Probably the same people. Probably it's the same. It's Paramount. Someone knew. Well, Paramount. Well, yeah, they own the same the, studio owns the rights to the name. Yeah, they own the movie, but it's supposedly going to be. Is it an MTV? Thing? I think it is. Probably. I think it's an MTV thing. Is Zach Efron in it? Because he was supposed to be. There's shit. some kid who looks exactly like Zach ah, right. Well, just every every teen. Well, because it's going to be it's a musical, be... like a PG-rated musical. Joey, they were supposed teen. to get him. Yeah. Well, I've never seen the original Footloose. I know it's an '80s classic. It's an iconic film, but I've never seen it. I, I have think no it's design. iconic. <laughs> I mean, it's classic. It's somewhat yeah. in a way, it's classic, no, it's not. It didn't spawn a, a ton of like. Uh, it's like spawn like it's memorable enough. Everyone wearing leg warmers. Memorable enough that you skipped it. Yes. I had no desire. It's a little over the top, though, like a yeah. town where you're not allowed to dance. You know, it's like... Well, that's it. It's a simple Holy concept. Caucasians, Batman. Now, was this a play before And this was movie? in the 80s. I don't know. Because don't know it's a it's very 80s concept. Like a very of 80s teen comedy concept. Yeah. We can't dance. We can't do anything. We're going to go dance <laughs> but, <laughs> when we're not allowed. But the thing is, the original film had actors in it. This doesn't have anybody advertised or attached to the movie where you can say... Ooh, that's going to be good because this person's part of it. There's nobody's, and I understand sometimes they go the routes of that, but but this is supposed to be based Kevin Bacon on... was a big star, and you had John Lithgow and John Lithgow of... was in it. Yeah, yeah, he Holy was the shit. preacher. His father. Yeah. Oh, preacher. I'm sorry. Some again. I saw bits and pieces. I didn't see it in its entirety because I got stuff. to Wasn't do. Wasn't that a male dancer too for that whole scene? Or am I thinking yeah. of a completely different movie? You're, talking about, you're thinking about Flashdance. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about Flashdance. That'll be No, next. there was a... Cha- yeah. That, well, it will be. With yeah. a Lady Gaga soundtrack. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Awful. God damn it. But I hope you just spawn that idea To which now. I'll 
commit suicide. Ritual suicide. If I did, I will write a very stern letter to Paramount Pictures saying... (laughs) Which you will publish on the website. Dear Movie Studios, here's what I don't like this week. Dear Movie Studios, shut the fuck up. Tune in next week for what I like. a lot of money in you in the last couple months, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposedly going to be a a film version of the Broadway musical, not an actual remake of the film. Now, not that that's going to, you know... But, reel me in but all of this and same thing with the remake of fame all this is in the the and fallout of, and everything else yeah recently. well that all comes from high school musical because that took off because here's a genre people said was dead Musicals. and they knew yeah, how to overall, find the right people i mean what was the last this? one i mean you can probably the south park movie but i don't know if anyone would regard that as yeah, a well, musical again something probably in the 80s footloose flash dance yeah but they weren't musicals like a full-on to musical, extent. like Disney, the sound Disney. of music, dude. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, that, exactly. like or Mary oh, Poppins, okay. you know, where it's like a musical, Disney not something stuff, that, had, yeah. that was soundtrack heavy. Yeah, they had nothing. I know you're big on the soundtracks, but it's something that's more like where, where the characters get up and randomly start singing. Probably Greece, late seventies, maybe Greece, maybe Greece, and I mean, I think the sequel, the heyday, it. was easily easily all the Rodgers and Hammerstein movies and all the fifties and sixties. Seven oh, for Brides decades, for seven the thirties, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. But then fast but forward. But that's just someone, what it was. Is the fact that they were there were so many genres back a, then. It was a theater then. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a, like an actual live action. You couldn't. There wasn't motion TV, right? There was no. Television well, you're saying coming to the nineteen fifties. Yeah, exactly. So people had to actually go out and see movies, yeah. see plays, yeah, and go out and experience different things instead of watching it on a on video. But it was no... also a way of drawing people into going to see movies because people the entertainment came from live performance prior to movies really taking off. So yeah, it was a way, way to get in people a, in, into in a way it. also like um if you go to if you go to Broadway or any type of live action like that, there's always small variances between each show. The best shows are the ones that always mimic each other, but I don't want that. If it's live actors, I want... He stepped in a different spot. Something else... Maybe something went wrong. Some spontaneity. Well, that's that's the same reason you go see concerts. Exactly. That's the thrill of of live performance is... Nothing like... This isn't going to be the same... They may play the same songs, but they're going to do something different. Alas, because of... As I said earlier, High School Musical being successful, and then but that know. was from years ago too. I mean, that genre has kind of gone by the wayside. They haven't. What are you talking about? Glee is huge. Yeah, well, that's gl- true. That's, I forgot that's about the that. other side of it. But I'm when trying they were, to forget about that because I'm when they were to get talking about fucking addiction, <laughs> it wasn't even an addiction. It was just a mistake. <laughs> hey, well, whatever. You're the one who's always like every week, like, oh, I love it. Oh, I love that show. Because yeah. I'm in love I'm with the one girl show. on that show. Whatever. Well, you don't need to watch the show. I'm not going to be graduating. I'm not going to watch it anymore. I've come to the realization that it sucks. Yes. Except for Diana Agron. There's no point Whatever. watching it. Anyway. No, she'll I can be, find her in other work. She'll be in degrade movies. You can soon. find Don't her worry. in other work, yeah, between your legs. Oh, <laughs> maybe. If I'm only so lucky. Don't We're going to Cali- him. We're going to California in a couple months anyway. It might happen. What's okay. Oh, so we got to go to Fox now? Great. I guess you have a point where stuff like that is huge. Well, it was for a while. I think now it's over. But who's going to go pay to see something like that? Kids. Well, granted, I guess if, if it is an kids, MTV, if it's an MTV project, kids will go see it. Yeah, not necessarily, dude. There are plenty of MTV movies nobody went to see. Well, it's an MTV movie, but they'll, they'll advertise it with that whole edgy edginess. And, but in I mean, the era of Twilight and the era of all those teen stars, they can make nothing out of and make them the biggest. Look at the MTV Movie Awards. The Twilight fucking movies win every year. Yeah, but that's uh, the and MTV they, Movie they, Awards have become. It's a joke. Uh, I know it's a joke for Twilight propaganda. Yes, for, for but if Twilight. It's a, yeah. Paramount, we got an exclusive new movie. Viacom trailer. owns Paramount and MTV, so yes. they could market the cross market these characters and this make brand. you want to see it. Yeah. What the Footloose? 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. People Absolutely. are going to go see. And kids people are going to go, go see it, it because not because of the talent, not because of any credibility or music, because you know they find the lead actor attractive. That's it. Yeah. Itself. Oh, he's got a good voice. Why no, do you think the Twilight movies made that much money? Yeah, they certainly aren't based on their acting. No. I've seen <laughs> clips of them only. No, I've never sat and watched yeah, we, them. We Hype. suffered through two of them. Yeah, Hype. That's what it's all about. It's angsty. Angsty teens. Mm-hmm. They're not even angsty. They're completely like neutral. Like yeah, you know, they're emotionless. Don't go with him. It's not safe. Where it's like, are you even trying? Check out our Twilight commentaries, people. Yeah, please. Only yeah. if you're already going to watch the movie. Yeah, or be yeah, forced into watching the yeah, two movies. Don't don't make an effort to watch the movie to listen to our nonsense. Please don't do that. But everything's remade. Everything's done over again. I mean, mm-hmm. even even taking the Pelham 1, 2, 3 was a remake. Yeah, you know? really? Everything recently. It yeah, wasn't that a was good a movie remake. done in the 70s. Inglorious Bastards is a remake. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's an Italian movie. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. you didn't know that? No, I, and I loved it. The 70s Oh, as no, well, that was great. But no. when I heard yeah. reboot, I'm like, oh, come on. Really? Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's everything. everything. Well, nothing. I mean, there's only so many stories the you can tell The only original ideas that have come out in the last three years have been District 9 and Inception. Yes, those are the only two movies I can quote and say. I agree. Those are the only original films I have seen in years that have no connection to comic books or previous movies, movies. or that aren't the standard good versus based evil on a book, based or on romance, graphic novel, yeah. based yeah. on a yeah, as good film. as Harry Potter is. It's it, it's they were based books on a book first. series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not necessarily bad, because in the 1940s and 50s, people made movies out of books and yeah, Broadway they, shows yeah, exactly. and you know, before there were television. Death and, of a Salesman. and yeah, you know, People wanted to see it. So, I mean, there's always been that mystique of translating everything to film. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's course. what people, that I think is the ultimate form of entertainment, where people would rather see a movie, and I might get some shit for this, but rather see a movie than go read a book. I know no, it's got to be true. For a fact, I would re- if Harry Potter was never made into a movie, I would have no desire to ever read or anything. Yeah, read those books. No one yeah. right. that universe. Now well, you do because you're like, yes. wait a second, you it's hear- complete and it's completely immersive too. Yeah. Well, no movie theaters are going out of business, but like Borders is basically on a slow decline. You know, going right? out of business. So yeah. That's just it, it's, it's all just a change in, in media. Yeah. Unfortunately, actually speaking of digital, that's a fantastic accidental segue into what. Well, as much of a music junkie as I am, no, I've still been. Yeah, <laughs> I've been incredibly active lately. Probably, probably making more of a concerted effort than I ever have before to seek out and acquire CDs. Because if you go into a store, like because I can say it off the top of my head, not that I'm there often, but if you go into a Walmart and there's like a big section of like you know five dollar CDs, like right at the front of the. I'm talking about like $5 stuff, like, like oh. catalog titles. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think like they're selling off stock that they're done printing. Yeah. And then that's it. It's like, well, get your hands on it now because you're not going to be able to get a tangible copy of it anymore, which I'm still the person who wants a tangible copy if there is one or if there's You've one this, ever you made, made this argument for years now. I would even have. When, well, even when iTunes like first started, you you had your little blog on Google or whatever it was. On a blogger. Yeah. Blogspot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and you made that argument about the fact that you want, more, like, you want to hold the book and read the lyrics. Yeah, and you know, feel and I the did case. that in the, in the blog um, a few months ago before Coconuts and a bunch of FYE stores went out of business. Yeah. It was the same thing because I have that attachment because it was a big deal for me to go to the store and buy a CD when I was a kid, and it was, I mean, it, it was oh, always yeah. fun. If you're it a collector, it's it's another piece of the puzzle or another yeah. treasure that you. And just a yeah, fan. Enjoy. Just, I'm pretty, it's checking I would, something new I out. I completely 100% agree with what you're saying. I would rather have a physical product that represents that item than have a picture on my iPod that says, that has See, all the, yes, it has all the physical 
it has all the the music, but I would rather have something I could take with you. So accustomed to CDs for the last 14, 15 years of my life. Yeah, and the iPod has become that physical... Well, I, mean, I, I nothing. To, di, I'm not disagreeing with you guys because I mean, compared to you guys, I probably have a shit list of music, or at least CD wise. Like it's it's right next to me right now, and it's probably you know. Yeah, it's about two hundred CDs. Yeah, and that's about it. That's it. You know, you laugh at my collection, but um, only because Slipknot's in it and Disturbed and yeah, well, fuck bullshit you. like that. <laughs> just should have sold ages ago. But go on. Um, but like that, I like the digi- the the digital age of music because each song depending on the song, because sometimes it's album only, um, you can buy the individual songs. And, you know, back when, or even with tapes, you know, it's like you heard one song from Bruce Springsteen, for example. You know, you heard Born in the USA, and you're like, oh, this is a great song. But then you pop the tape in, or CD, or whatever the the media was, and you didn't like the rest of it. You only liked that one song. I like the fact that I can go on iTunes or Rhapsody or whatever the program might be, preview a song, and now iTunes gives you like a minute and a half preview. Yeah, you get a, mm-hmm. a chunk of a song. Yeah, now, you know, depending on the length. Which is great. Yeah, you get like a good chunk of the song to listen to. You're like, oh, this song's really fucking good. 99 cents, you know? Or they give you the preview all button, and, you know, obviously previews all of the songs yeah. on the album, and you're like, wow, this album's fucking great. You take 15 minutes, basically, to and preview whatever. the album. Yeah, yeah. but still, if, if that's the case, if it's a full album... Maybe I'll double dip. Maybe I will get the album digitally. And like, for instance, uh, Iron Maiden, um, uh, Power Slave. I love my favorite Iron Maiden album. I have it digitally. I'm going to go out and buy that CD because I like it that much. But it also kind of makes sense to buy the CD first because then you're essentially paying for something twice. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> but that's my point. That, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, Have you seen what he spends I, his money on? Do you think there's I, any logic to it at I all? Kind of see it, I'm going to play Assassin's Creed for two straight weeks and then never touch it again because a new one's coming out in 18 months. Yeah. Come on, dude. It doesn't, in a way, make sense unless, like Chris. I mean, you probably have six different versions of Power Slave if there are any <laughs> in the world. Uh, yeah, exactly. So them. shut up. No, one I, came with a poster. One came with an extra track. The other came with a no. I signed this. Yeah. I used to be ridiculous about that. Like, I have things. I'm sure I've talked. One about came with alternate artwork. Something. Yeah, oh, I have just like that. Yeah. But I used to be that way. Like, I got a CD of, this was, I think I told you about this. I haven't mentioned it on the show, though, so here we go. But Cheap Tricks 1990 CD, Busted, which I had already found used in a CD store. It had been out of print for a couple of years, like 2002, I want to say, when I was listening to them heavily, like daily. I went looking for that. I happened to find it in a used CD store, which I don't think is around anymore, a place in Point Pleasant Beach called uh, Rockaway Beach. No, that's gone. Is it gone? I know they moved to another location. They weren't on Arnold Avenue anymore, but I'm pretty sure they're they're gone altogether. But anyway, I found it for like, I don't know, five, six bucks used. And then I still (laughs) bought the Japanese version (laughs) that I found on eBay because I had one extra track. So ponied up like, I don't know, 15 bucks for that too. And then someone had a promo version which had a comic book booklet which was strictly promo only that was sent to radio stations and stuff. And that I bought as like a buy it now for like 20 bucks plus shipping. So like I used to be really ridiculous. So I don't want to hear just shit. Just because it was available. <laughs> I can't find Busted anywhere. But, That's uh, the next one well, I need and I can't find it anywhere. Another, uh, you have I nine, have a couple versions have, of it, yeah. yeah. That's because I have three of them. Another thing I can, I can say in respect to buying the CD rather than a digital copy is like what if your your computer hits, gets hit by a virus or you oh, accident, yeah. accidentally... Oh, I know people have problems with their iTunes libraries and all that. I mean, yeah, you, you can I, back I up your them, library. You know? yeah. yeah, I was, has, I was actually going to buy um, another Cheat Trick album 
lap of luxury digitally because you couldn't find it anywhere. And luckily, I came across it on their website and purchased the actual physical CD. And I was delighted that it was in the original version CD where it was the old Columbia house, like the old white Little, like, yeah, nice the nice price red, sticker yeah, on yes. it. Yeah, the, yeah. It did have the nice price sticker. That's right. Nice yeah. price. It had a, you remember that symbol on the front of it? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, this, any, any the, well, it was probably, I think it was CBS at the time owned it. I don't think it was necessarily Sony yet, but do you remember the size of the cassettes and tapes? They were white and they had the big block red lettering on them. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like every yeah. Springsteen CD is exactly. a reference or cassette. Or on the cassette, yeah, on the cassette would be the album, the picture, and then it had the band and then the album title and then all the tracks listed on the front of the cassette. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, was that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I half mean, of In it. a way, it's I grew up with it, and I guess me being nostalgic, I love cassettes. I, just, uh, I the, do, too. For the old nostalgic value, I mean, I wouldn't pick that over any digital or any CD any or CD, anything. CD, certainly. But I'll, for go col- by, I'll go buy a record. But, you know, oh, absolutely. Oh, records are fun. Yeah. yeah, but for collectability purposes, it's great. When we went to the Cheap Trick show, what was awesome was the 8-track that they had there for their the album, The Latest. Yes, the number one selling 8-track <laughs> of 2009. <laughs> <laughs> that was so it was, awesome. Yeah. I was In a competition of one. Just <laughs> it was like thirty dollars though. It was ludicrous. Like I, I wouldn't shell out that kind of money. No, no. For, for but, nostalgic purposes and for a band that was big in the heyday of eight tracks, that was just awesome. See, my thing is, um, like when I when I said about the record, it's like coming from an audio standpoint. Mm-hmm. Just the, not the clarity, but the just the, um, the way they had to record it and transcribe it onto you know the wax and whatever else. Mm-hmm. You you hear. You hear something slightly different. You really have to be in tune. Like, I can't, you know, you may not be able to hear it, but because I've done audio recording, Chris probably hears it because we're musicians and whatnot. You hear that and little dorks. bit. dorks. Well, <laughs> that too. Um, you hear that little bit like, wait a second, there's bleed through the tracks. It's like, I hear the guitar on the bass track or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so you like, you hear the mistakes. You're like, this sounds a little bit better. Like, I'd love to go get Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here on vinyl. Oh, dude, I'm getting that new version. Did you see that? That comes out in September. What? The Ultimate Pink Floyd Experience version. They're putting out Dark Side of the Moon. It's like an eight-disc collection. It's the original album, re- newly remastered by, I forget who, I think I'm it might CD. be the original it's engineer. CD? Yes, CD, plus a couple other CDs of, of never-before-released stuff from that era. Demos, live recordings, like there's a whole live concert from that tour. Jesus Christ. Plus, wow. plus, comes with like... A, a You're getting all of, excited. It comes with. I <laughs> am excited. Because what else comes with? Because <laughs> yeah. what else comes with? And, 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 and. Uh, yeah, of course, dude. I'm a dork. That's why. It's <laughs> awesome. Music geek. Now, and I'm not fucking finished. So, <laughs> it, wait, there's even more. But wait, but if you, if you act now, now <laughs> yeah. we'll throw in three more discs. <laughs> it, uh, it comes with like three Blu rays. Well, Roger Waters on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> We talk. That's his whole solo career. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, but it, horrible. It, oh, dude. Everyone agrees. So it comes with. I'm pretty sure. I want to pull it up on Amazon now to list it off. Not that they need any advertisement, but who cares? But it comes with a Blu-ray of like a new, like uncompressed, like stereo surround mix. Oh, which, Christ. if you had, yeah, if you had 5. a home 1. theater, <laughs> be amazing. That's what Rush did for Moving Pictures. Yeah, Moving Pictures isn't as, as enveloped spacious. As yeah, I don't dark think side. so. As much as I love it's Rush, three, it's three instruments in yeah. Rush. It's different. There's a whole like soundscape to Pink Floyd, which I, I think is really what you're saying, but Yeah, exactly. You know, but you're still going to buy the Moving Pictures Blu-ray and listen to it. Well, that's <laughs> possibly. <laughs> no, no, you are. <laughs> you will, Jack. You absolutely will. Have you? No. Why are you? No. no, I'd love to get Wish You Were Here and like hear you know Shine on You Crazy Diamond in yeah. fucking. Well, that's coming out too. All of them are coming out. The Wall. Wish You Were Here. <laughs> <Stop that. laughs> 
they're, they're staggering them, though. I, I know Dark Side comes out in September, I think, which it you're here, Mike. Let me see. So it won't be like the Beatles honestly, catalog when they all came out at one week? No. Well, that was <laughs> that was really funny how they made such a big deal recently when the Beatles... This is kind of a segue, but on the topic of, of music... And digital oh, Beatles, music. The when the Beatles came on iTunes, it's like the CDs well, you know, have been out for a year. Well, you is know it what, really news anymore? You know what that is, right? No. That was the celebration. The fact the fucking court thing was over. The, the whole Apple court date was over. Yeah, but not, that was the, nothing that, new has come out in over 40 years. And I'm not... Hang on before I get a bunch of people. Well, no, like, since hey, Freeze a Bird buddy. 95. That was their last big track. Yeah, but, but I'm but talking about like amazing. the albums, like all the stuff they just put out now. I mean, granted, they put the anthologies out, they remastered those, and now they're available mm-hmm. digitally with the three surviving members did that song. But like, it was like a big deal. It's like the Beatles now on iTunes. It's like, dude, anyone who's gonna anyone who is a casual Didn't interest in the Beatles would probably so- yeah would probably have bought the CDs already. Mm-hmm. Like, who's gonna buy them digitally? And to buy the digital box set is only slightly less than to buy the CD box set. So mm-hmm. why I'd buy? I'd rather it? buy the CD box. Set, yeah, I like bought. That. I just think it was all musically indi- important. I'd buy the fucking physical copy. Of yeah, it. yeah, it's so funny how that was made to be such a big deal. Like Beatles are on you know iTunes. And cards and all that I stuff. I bought a few thinking, of the albums when they did come out again, and all they had was just a. They had a mini doc on them, and yeah, but the was mini it. doc was like three minutes. It didn't even. Yeah, it wasn't anything. I, it was like a photo montage. When I put it into with iTunes, when I put the CD on my computer. It it just started playing, and it was a quick extra feature you see on a DVD. Yeah, that was the only perk of getting the box set too. That, is that a, it came with a, a DVD and a booklet. of those. But yeah. the booklet wasn't spectacular. It would yeah, just it really. would it would have the story of the album and how it was made, which was fascinating, but still But yeah, you think you get like a DVD or something that. out of that. No, they don't have to, dude. They're not That's from it, that yeah. era and they're the Beatles and they don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not uh, saying that like, damn Beatles. I'm not saying that to snub them. It's like they don't need to put any anything extra in there to get people to buy it. People yeah. are gonna buy it no matter what. Yeah. Even people like Chris Edder, who are casual casual listeners and they have what do they have, like two hundred and ninety five songs in their entire catalog? And it's sad, but like everyone knows them. And you'll be, you go back through the catalog and go, "Holy shit, this is the Beatles! Holy shit, this is the Beatles!" It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, everyone knows who the Beatles are, even if you were just born yesterday. You've yeah. heard their yes. songs. They'll live forever. They will. They'll make they money will. Of forever course they too. Will. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, their money will live forever too. Yeah. All right. So this Pink Floyd. Now this is specifically the Dark Side of the Moon box set, which comes out. September 27th. It's the first one. Wish You're Here comes out later in uh, like November. Now, this is called Dark Side of the Moon Immersion Box Set. Right now, Amazon has the price of one twenty nine eighty seven. I'm looking at the, the which picture, I will and I, I, will, <laughs> I am immersed already. Look at that. Look at all <laughs> wow. the stuff that comes in there. That's something where I'm like, wow, that's really... And they actually set up a new website for it, EMI set it up, because there's a whole thing where they had cord issues, Pink Floyd with uh, EMI. Yeah. And uh, that was finally settled, so now there's a... Almost like a relaunch campaign, this is like as a if people don't already own, you know, Dark Side. But well, no, it's still done through EMI. But there's actually a new website called Why Pink Floyd, which goes into detail about the immersion box sets and where they talk to everybody oh, involved. Why in Pink Why Pink Floyd dot com, yeah. okay. which is where I found out about because I'm on obviously the Pink Floyd email list, which you get one email like every eight years because <laughs> they don't do anything anymore. Well, they don't have to. They again. don't. No. But alas, I heard about this and I was like, oh, that's going to be great. Like that's something where. I absolutely want to get my hands on it, and I don't look at it as kind of milking the fans like a lot of people do. Like, they, I mean, they released all the fucking Bon Jovi CDs, and they added like two live tracks like from that era on the really? each one. It's like yeah, you're going to do it my, now. Oh, speaking of Bon Jovi, my dad ran into him in uh, one, in Shoprite with a sharp object. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he was he was in ran middle- into him with your samurai sword. <laughs> I wish. No, uh, best was, news ever. It was in Middletown Shoprite. He came in and he started talking to the. Uh, 
the owner of ShopRite, because of course they were doing one of the walkthroughs and whatever else. And he just literally pulls up in his white cat uh, Cadillac or Mercedes. One well, of I've here. driven past that ShopRite a thousand times. Mm-hmm. He fucking pulled in, walked right up to Mr. Saker, the owner, yes. shook his hand, and started talking to him about something. Because apparently ShopRite or food. I Rock, have all this money. Yeah, yeah. And then Mr. Saker tried. <laughs> so do I. I have Let's one talk. of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of money too. Let's go talk because we're important people with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad's my dad turned around and was like, "Who is that?" And one of the people he was working with was like, "Oh yeah, that's Bon Jovi." He's like, "Oh, oh well." Yeah. Well, your dad's not of the uh, never heard of him of the age <laughs> of much. someone who would care. But <laughs> I should have called him. I'd be like, "Punch him for me." Yeah. If Patrick Stewart walked in, your father would be like, "Oh different... my god!" Yeah. My, my dad would walk over, and shake his goddamn he, hands. He would have lost and it. Kiss his ass. Yes. Rubbed his head for good luck. Yes. <laughs> who are you? Yes. Get off of me. <laughs> you make a fine cake, Mr. Rizzatello, with that delivery. Oh, man. That would be fantastic. I may, I'd, I'd pick probably Patrick Stewart's voice to have if I could pick anybody's. Or maybe James Earl Jones. Not, no, not I, for the I dorky reason you two James Earl would. Jones. No, no, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's got amazing voice, book. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, man, he's got that, that one, one enunciation. Of, one, of the reasons just... I, one of the reasons I bought Castlevania for the Xbox is because he's the storyteller, and he's a character in it. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah well, so... John Cleese was in Fable 3. That would be the only thing that would have gotten me behind it. He plays like what, the, butler the butler or something. Yeah, he's a butler. You hear that, and Jack? He's... A butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't you miss having a butler? You should play Fable 3. <laughs> no. But also, when you talk about CDs and physical music ownership... We went to the Vintage Vinyl about two months ago, and we, there was a huge crowd. Yeah, for, it, it was a good sign for people who buying who still want to buy music. Yeah, yeah, for Record Store Day, which 2011 was the fourth one. Uh, it started in 2008. It's every April, and it's basically independent record stores around the country get exclusive releases on CD or vinyl. A lot of them were, were vinyl, and that's frankly what we were there for. We got a yeah. ton of vinyl. We couldn't go but, to the CDs. It was so crowded that if you got out of Yeah, line, you could, all the exclusive stuff was behind the counter, which is so funny. It was so opposite to the first one I went to in 2008, which was the only other one I've ever vinyl. been to. Yeah. Well, that's why everybody was there, which is great to show that people still have an interest. I mean, some of that stuff, I'm sure, showed up on eBay or whatever, but anybody who really wanted it no, would have talked, been at one of the we stores. We talked about the fact that, like, you know, uh, Opeth released um, uh, Throat of Winter on vinyl. Yes. And uh, you were telling me, like, why don't you get the, the, the case or the... Dis- the display case for a vinyl, yeah, like the frame, yeah, the yeah, frame, as you, you yeah. hang it on the wall, and like, because like, honestly, I wouldn't, and, uh, I wouldn't was, get that on vinyl out. to listen to. Me neither. I bought a Rush single and ACDC and Rolling Stones. Yeah, we bought the Caravan single, just, um, each. yeah, and Rolling that, Stones. That's just to have it for frame purposes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got for collectability. We're not going to actually pull it out and spin it. I mean, maybe one day we will. I'm not going to say we're never going to like break the seal on them. Yeah, but I'd rather keep them as is, though. I wouldn't. I mean, I would, no, I, I would like. I would like to hear. I would for the nostalgia on that, or or really any any of the modern Opeth stuff. Well, since it was only released digitally, I mean, the mastering is different for vinyl. Exactly. Because, that's because that's the, my reasoning. The the fact that you're the transition between mediums. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the actual material, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. of, of vinyl. Like, if you're going to release something on vinyl, from what I understand, they have to go through a separate mastering process oh, from yeah. what they do for mm-hmm. CD. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I'm. You sound like vinyl snobs. <laughs> uh, a bit. I'm just st- restating facts other people have told me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even own a record player, but I own a shit ton of records. Now, the borders we went to in New York City, are they still around or are they one of the ones that closed? Because they had a vinyl of the first Van Halen album. The next time I go to New York, I'm actually going to probably buy that. They have that at the borders around here. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. Oh, do. <laughs> You got really excited. Yeah. Well, Warner awesome. Brothers started doing, another- started doing a series of reissues. I think they called it like... They didn't call it back in black because they don't they don't own the rights to ACDC. I think it was called like back to black or something like that. It was like reissuing 
classic albums on vinyl. They did that. They did a, I can't think of anything else off the time. I had Warner Brothers releases, but yeah, they did the first Van Halen album. I don't know if they've done any more. I think they may have done a few of the Ramones albums on vinyl, but there's a resurgence where like vinyl's kind of coming back where it's, it's not as much of a specialty item as it used to be. I mean, but Amazon I even has like the ability. I would well, say you, you can credit, multiple things one of which i know you'll hate is the fact that like clubs and whatnot and djs obviously buy vinyl because oh, yeah. even with even with all the digital stuff and like the fact that they have you you can have turntables yes i did air quotes that you can't see um <laughs> you tell by how he said but it. you heard yes. them <laughs> but yeah but you you know but you felt them yes but like they have the they have digital turntables where you plug two ipods in or whatever and yeah, you, which you, isn't the you, same you experience. You spin the tracks and whatever else. Yeah, whatever. No, it's not the same. But you're like, supposed to get a genius playlist and then go get a coffee while <laughs> yeah, exactly. While the wedding party's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, DJs still buy records, and whether that's a rock record or anything, they still buy records so they can mix and sample and shit like that. You know, so that that culture has always been there. Yes. Um, but I think it's going back to like you know, music snobs like. Chris and I, or just music fans in general. Fans, yeah, I mean, not snobs. Like we, we, we don't love just music. Buy yeah, we're not vinyl. sitting there like we don't listen to such and such. I mean, I've Andrew and I both, frankly, for everything we talk about as far as the music, we like have incredibly diverse music collections. No, we do. It's got to be said. I go from Opeth to Johnny Cash. You know, it's weird. To Billy Joel, to, to Billy ZZ jo- Top. Yeah, so I'm all over the place. Yeah, and likewise, mine. <laughs> it's even, even more extreme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going back to the 20s and fucking big band shit. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got a very extensive as as a fan and as a geek and as someone who's always looking for new stuff. But like, it, well, you know, that's another thing. It's like, um, you know, for us because we're music fans overall, it's like it's a different medium that we didn't get to fully experience because we weren't alive then. Yeah, you yes, know, or we true. were we're alive at the the ending of it because I'm pretty sure cassettes. It, it, it cassettes like, were at least till 2000. Cassettes were out. Yeah, I remember they were the store well. I worked in. They were still carrying cassettes in 2001. But when we were kids, like I always got cassettes. I didn't get yeah, vinyl. Exactly. Somewhere. The wall of cassettes you would go into a record oh, store. Of course. Was, oh yeah. yeah. You were yeah. like it was like a radio record station. town in Freehold Mall. Yeah, <laughs> I used to be in yeah, there all the time. Exactly. Oh man. And that's all he had was either vinyl or they fucking had, cassettes. They had those two foot long cases that you'd pull them out of the wall. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The long boxes. Yes. And when oh, well, CDs long boxes start, as well. Yeah, and when yeah, CDs, CDs started coming out, they, it wasn't a little typical no, it like, was, it, it was four a whole, by four box. It, it was, was a yeah, fucking it was, long it was case. A long I saw that on the Metallica Chris documentary Cross. when... Chris Cross. That was the Black first album one came I out. Up, yeah. They showed a record store opening of that and they showed a record store opening of... Um, Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 and they were in the long cases. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> were you wondering what it was? Like, you were was seven. Like, That's, is that a tape and a... Right? <laughs> what is that? You, you couldn't think of the engineering marvel of putting plastic together and, you know, yeah. had yeah, to be all cardboard. It was, oh, it came with a big excessive. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nothing. It was completely pointless. It was just cardboard the CD was wrapped in. Maybe yeah. it was visual appeal to get people to buy CDs. True. But, yeah, vinyl, I remember seeing vinyl as a kid, like, uh, strangely, even though it it meant nothing to me at the time. I remember going into like a, it was like a Caldora, Jamesway, or one of those Caldor. big box retailers at the time, and seeing for unlawful carnal knowledge by Van Halen that had just come out. And I remember seeing the record and cassette just everywhere. I mean, I'm sure the CD was there, but that it may have been in the minority, even though CD players had been out and commercially available for over ten years. There were probably still loads like of what vinyl a Blu-ray and was copies. when Blu-rays came out. Hidden and had their own special section, not in the front. Yeah, out of not as much because everybody on more security. Yeah. Circa nineteen ninety one, everybody had a record player, of course. Still, yeah, because they've been around for so long. Just so the primary medium of music, but CDs are slowly transitioning to like 
yeah, becoming becoming the standard as CD players. Yeah, really, the only reason and the only that. reason I would think that, besides like maybe financial reasons, like it was easier to produce a, a cassette than it was a, uh, a oh. vinyl record, but also the the listener had an easier time switching between songs. Yes, and that's another oh, yeah. thing why I think digital is so big now too. Because, like, you know, in my case, where I only buy one or two songs unless I like the entire album, I can Which just easily skip between songs. Oh, and I don't want to listen to this song today, even though the entire album's great. I don't want to hear Power Slave today. I want to go to, you know, Rami Flash Mariner, or, or, yeah. right after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know. But with cassettes, it was a pain in the ass because you'd uh, sometimes. But compared to vinyl, fast forward but compared and to go vinyl, over to the next yeah. song, you have to uh, rewind and Compared try to 8-track, which you couldn't fast forward or rewind at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why yeah. that died the real whole, quick. Sinbad had a fantastic bit about that. Here I go sounding like Jack. But he did about um, back in the 70s, like the whole That's album had thing. to be good. <laughs> You know, because you couldn't oh, for skip. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't skip. And he's like, if you want to hear a song again, let's ride around. Because everybody <laughs> had an A track player in their car. Right. My father had one in his GTO. Well, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. But I agree with you as far as being able to buy individual songs. I mean, even us as teenagers, when CD singles came out, a CD single would be like $5 and the album would be like 12 Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for one or two songs, which would be like the single and then like an instrumental a version or, something. or a remix or something. Yeah, I mean, B-side, even that was more international bands who had like B-sides at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. some bands, like Pearl Jam had B-sides and stuff like that on their CD singles. But like for the cost of those compared to now, which is funny because you think records back in the day, they may have been less. So but please forgive me if I'm wrong. We're but, like a dollar for like a seven inch 45 speed record. Yeah. A single of the but time, again, and think, now we're back to ninety nine cents for a single. But think digitally. of, but think of the, the transition between just you know money wise, where a dollar isn't the same dollar isn't the same amount anymore as it was back. Then. You know, oh, you not know, even close. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, money reason. You know, In, with inflation. Inflation. Thank you. I, I fucking drawn a blank <laughs> and shit. But that's what I mean. You know, a dollar back then was like holy shit. You know, it's a fucking dollar. For I'm gonna a punch you the next time you say you know. You know, you know, you know. <laughs> You've said God it, damn it 16 times since you started this <laughs> diatrob. Fuck. <laughs> Shut up. Diatrob. Well, diatribe. Pro- probably yeah, we know it's a, diatribe. Probably wasn't a dollar. It was probably maybe like two ninety nine. It's like, wow, that's pretty expensive for but still, one song. Yeah, yeah, but still, you know. No, but for now, with it going back to being 99 cents or a dollar twenty nine for a song is, is great. Which is, I think it's great. I mean, would everybody have bought... Oh, it's more Let's convenient. Let's say I would s- uh, albums. Well, it's, it's difficult to say because people made a concerted effort to buy albums that people want to buy and want to listen to. Like Thriller was made. Listen front back. Yeah, to, to be a, a strong album. Yeah, Hysteria was made to be a strong album. I mean, the first Boston album took forever to actually the record. Black album, wanted, even then. Yeah, yeah like they wanted to make albums. a solid front to back album. Yes. Whereas now it's kind of gone singles. away from album. Yeah, and now it's all singles. I mean, yeah. which is great for the instant gratification because, like no we do with song- this podcast, you record it that week and then put it up days later. Yeah. So there is that kind of instant gratification part of you that gets satisfied because at midnight you can go on iTunes and you know just download yeah. whatever the new single is now, do you think, or the album or if you pre-order it it'll just download automatically if your exactly. iTunes is open so I want to pose a question to you do you think eventually people will stop making albums as a whole and just focus on singles from time to time and release one song a month no. one song every two weeks I think that might do something like Weird Al did where a good chunk of his album was 
YouTube singles because he made videos for he has a video for every song on his new album that just came out which, which, I, is, which I bought which is perfect did you I didn't get it yet I bought and I bought the DVD obviously Good. well the version that comes with the DVD I the deluxe say. version yes nice. well, it was like I didn't $2 get more so yeah, whatever you have to get it but like yeah, oh I will I will I've seen most of the videos so I know oh I meant it's a perfect you, medium but I know you will get it <laughs> it's a perfect medium for him oh yeah because but, he, it, he, but, it, but what he did is like he had you know he, he had the straight out of Linwood album which was you know great, and then he had the internet leaks where it was just a couple songs that he sporadically put out, and then just kind of made it an album. Like it wasn't an official album; it was just like four or five songs, right? Mm. Which was perfect for him because being it, in the in the parody exactly, genre, he needed to put those things out quickly. He could yes. put his version out immediately when a song's still in the charts. Whereas if you put out an album every two to three years, people might have to think back to like, oh, that was that White Stripes or Avril Lavigne song from two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Whereas and, now he can be completely current. Yeah, and like, and that that's good for someone like him. But it, dep- it also depends. Like Opeth, I will never see him see them release singles. That their thing, oh, no. their thing is to have a complete, Im- you know, very Pink Floydish of them to have the very complete. Some people want to keep that alive, album. but like a Lady Gaga or a Justin Bieber, it's pretty much the pop. Just to satisfy the just to satisfy the fans, it's like new bubblegum. Exactly. That week. Yeah. Yes. The and new flavor of bubblegum comes out. I mean, even before... She would have spit it out, we'll have a new flavor in two weeks. When's the last time new bubblegum <laughs> came out? <laughs> Stride just came out new with Stride 2.0. Bubblicious in years. Oh, well, that's true. But no... I don't consider that bubblegum because it's sugar-free and that defeats the purpose. But anyway, <laughs> even before Weird Al did that, I want to say it was 2009, the band uh, Bouncing Souls, New Jersey band. There we go. They put out for a year, for 12 straight months... A song a month? Uh, the first of every month was a new single. And then that was after all 12 were out, they put it out as a CD, and that was their album. They had the songs recorded and and ready to go. And that's good to define that themselves, was, too. Oh, yeah. Not everybody's going to follow that business model. Just that, a business model or a marketing scheme or however you want to describe it. You know, like we said, Weird Al, he would almost need to do it because of the fact that he's a parody artist. Yeah, it benefits and him. And it needs to be relevant. What he does. And not only that, so much of his success is based not only on the song, but the visual that accompanies that song that makes yes. it funny. Yes. So yeah. in a way, it's beneficial for an artist like mm-hmm. him, whereas you say Metallica, they, I wouldn't say so much. Yeah, they could put out a single Yeah, we see enough of two. them. We don't want to look at yeah. them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see another Metallica video as long as I live. No but offense, like, you know, guys, but... No. But like we couldn't ba- escape you for years. <laughs> but you get the but you get those bands where uh, you know they can release one or two singles, and it's like, oh, this is great! I can't wait for the new album, like Metallica did with uh, Death Magnetic. Just just to throw something out there. Yeah, they did they two were, or three they, singles. Two, didn't yeah, they? two or three. They did uh, the, the Day That Never out. Comes. All Nightmare Long. Uh, all Nightmare Long and something else. I can't remember. Oh, there what was another one. My Apocalypse. Did that My come Apocalypse. Out before? That's what it was. And they released them as singles before they came out. In the full album, and that's what got me hyped up because I'm like, wow, they they brought the sound, not the original, which, which is awesome, a nostalgic sound back to exactly. Metallica. And Except the like, drums still sound like shit. Hey, listen, it's <laughs> Lars. Come on, man. No, I mean the the, the recording. <laughs> I know, or whatever. It's still Lars. Sounds we like know. he's whacking <laughs> paper mache, but whatever. That's just me. Tom Mariah doesn't like it either. So there. Anyway. I know he doesn't. <laughs> we know who's the better band. No, well, just kidding. Because they keep it up. Sounds like but. there's a guitar center in my car. <laughs> <laughs> That was the we best. We love you, Slayer. When we were play- yeah, we were playing uh, World Pain and Blood, the last Slayer album, and our friend Dan, who we talk about constantly, Snuff, who will be the name of the featured song on the is Snuff, <laughs> who will be featured on the show again soon. He was in the first Gamer Cast. Uh, he actually, because it just starts out with just chugging, and then a bunch of like really fast, you know, lead guitar playing, and 
Andrew and I and Dan always joke about the metal kids when we go to Guitar Center because they're always in there just... It's annoying as hell. And that's exactly how that song starts off. And Dan's just like, oh, God, is there a Guitar Center in your car? Some of you people may know what I'm talking about if you've ever been to a Guitar Center or Sam Ash or something like that. But like I was saying, I think people used to make a concerted effort to make albums, and now there's not as much of an emphasis on it because since singles are back in and people aren't, aren't buying albums, and I'm not saying that you know whether they're buying them legally or downloading them illegally or whatever it is, just the, the point of an album isn't so much... Important. It's not, it's, no, it doesn't mean as much to people as it, it used to. Well, so, it used to be a big deal when an album was coming out. A single would come out like a CD month out sell, from the album, and then C- you'd be so excited for the album. But now it's like a single comes out and that carries you through the next thing. And that's how someone like and we go no again, other Lady Gaga's maintained success because she put out, puts out a single. There's no other medium, what? Well, there's no other medium also. Like Constantly. 10 years ago when we had something like Total Request Live that would get people excited to buy an album. Yeah. So per se, but there's no music videos anymore on television. There's no me. People really. can of course see them on YouTube or Palladia there's, or anything else. But there's no there's no emphasis on there's them no excitement for an album because when you, some group would have an album release, they'd be there that Tuesday to promote the album, give free copies out to the audience. Yeah. And you'd see it across the billboard in, in Times Square, and it would be a big seller. They don't need. MTV They'd be at the Virgin Megastore. They don't need the MTV to do that anymore. They have YouTube and Twitter and. Which is oh, great because they can do it directly. Yeah, without, sure. and any, they can release videos with, with uh, you know uncensored and censored versions. Yeah. You know, or where, just do videos like they're really intelligent, like the Bruno Mars video for the ladies, uh, yeah, lazy one, song. Yeah, one shot, videos. one shot, heavily. I mean, kind of taking the uh, OK Go template with the with the, yeah, the exactly, treadmills, yes. but still like one shot, heavily choreographed, choreographed. And, but I mean, obviously made on the cheap. In as much yeah. as the production cost, because yeah. it's just a single shot thing where uh, with a high definition camera and yeah, set up a stationary be, camera and and it'll be video great. of the year nominee next year, which or I don't something even understand fine. how they can still do video music awards again. Not to be a rant on MTV, but they don't play music. It's and for, there's no music videos that get any direct exposure anymore. It's for Justin Timberlake and Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga and people like it's just that. An like excuse it's, for, it's for pop artists. Same thing the Grammys are for pop artists, even though yeah. oh, Iron Maiden finally won one last year, but it doesn't mean Thank anything. God. Yeah, which they never showed. <laughs> and half of those bands I've never even heard of, like a fucking Arcade Fire or whatever Arcade else. Fire's been around. I, I'd rather be in an Arcade Fire and <laughs> than be on that. the verge of death than listen to them. So. Yeah, but at least they're a band. I I'm, I was happy about that. At least a band who's been around for a few years. I think this was their third album. Arcade Fire. At least their second album. Yeah. yeah, like they've been around, and they're guys who write their own songs and who are musicians. I was happy in the respect that there's somebody on there. It's not all program beats and auto tuning and yes, you know, a pop song that has a rapper on it for no good reason With or that has sixty somehow. remixes. Yeah, and a band that's not Fallout Boy for Christ's sake. Come on, all right. You know, we've seen enough of them. And and speaking of sight, actually, another yeah, thing the, we were talking about before yeah, we, we started the show. Now this has become like a heavily uh, music-oriented music episode, but God. whatever. It's such a part of our daily lives, and everybody's, I would say. Mm-hmm. But visually speaking, uh, we were actually talking about uh, the eye doctor, because Andrew's finally going to go with his uh, newfound uh, insurance. Insurance, yeah, thank God. <laughs> and I've gone as well, because of my insurance has kicked in for vision, and uh, I'm going to Andrew's former doctor. He has to go to a new one, because Unfortunately, of, you the know, insurance, insurance policies, that's how it goes. Yay. And we were talking about glasses and all that, because I, I do wear glasses. I'm actually wearing them now, but I do wear glasses and contacts. Andrew wears glasses, and Jack should wear glasses, but never does, because he's I don't have them anymore. What, did you fucking lose them? 
Mm-hmm. I've had the same pair I for left 10 him, years. I left him in Ocean City. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same pair for 10 years, and it was just worn out. Do you wear contacts? So you I never see the faces the of these girls you check out who walk into the store then. You can't see them clearly. Yeah, right. They could all be. You can look at their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's so soft. All of a sudden, put a glasses on. Like, oh be, my god! They could be Monets, as uh, the phrase was coined in Clueless. Monets. Yeah, where they, they look good from afar, but you get up close and they're all smudgy and, <laughs> <laughs> and not as not as uh, visually interesting. No, I wear contacts frequently, even when I do you from the, from the moment. I, yeah, of course I do. Well, I didn't know that. From the moment I wake up to I go to bed, I have contacts in. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't do we that. Talked about this? Did we? Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about it on mic, so let's talk about it. Right. <laughs> when did you start wearing you asked glasses? Me about, I started wearing glasses third or fourth grade because I couldn't really see the chalkboard. Where it would be horrible where you could somebody's writing in cursive at that time. I can only tell it was Doc Brown because of the hair and the yelling. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah right. <laughs> What's your prescription? It's uh, 1.25 for my right eye, 0.75 for my left eye. Oh, that's see. nothing. Yeah that's, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. It's just a slight, but... For as long as you've been wearing glasses, I would have thought it would have deteriorated well, I would, more. Actually, mine got better. For I mean, I've been wearing it just as Well, long I wore as glasses Jack, for uh, a year or two, and then I didn't wear them for, like, most of middle school just because I didn't really need them. I could see my vision yeah. kind of slightly improved, but then by eighth grade, it was starting to get a little worse, I would say, and I went for glasses between my eighth grade year and my ninth grade year and wore them up through my junior year of high school when I went and got contacts after two and a half years and ever since then I've worn contacts I've had the same glasses I would usually wake up put glasses on and then we'd take my shower and then put my contacts in or go to, and then before I went to school or out work or elsewhere but in recent years the pair I've had I had only really one pair from the one pair I had from eighth grade to about two years Last ago. Last week. <laughs> it's about, yeah, two years ago when I had no contacts left and I came to work with my glasses on and they were just all scratched up and I never really got a pair just because the eye doctors I would go see were ridiculously expensive and, you know, for contacts for the exam and because my insurance... expensive? Listen, I'm an Oakley take them whore, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know what ridiculously expensive is. Yes. Yeah, but that's but by I, choice. It's yes. not like, hey, these are the only glasses I can I can wear. But I, I have an oversized head or something. Like, no, it's because you <laughs> like Chrome Dome. It's because you like them so much. I do. Well, you know what? I don't care. I'll, I'll spend the extra cash well, on the Oakleys. It's quality, of course. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I, I didn't start wearing. Well, like I said before, I started wearing glasses about the same time Jack did. You know, fourth grade or so. Back then, you know, I was obviously under my parents' insurance, and we went to Doctor Ira Herman in Jackson, and it was like literally my frames cost. About as much as my prescription, it was just oh, you know, the lenses. 50, yeah, yeah, fifty bucks, you know, for everything. I wore Nintendo glasses. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I grew up and I found my own eye doctor and I had my own insurance. And they're like, "Oh, they have Oakleys here." Now I had always heard of Oakleys when I was younger because you know that's one of the you know Ray Ban and Oakley, and it's like, what's Oakley? You yeah, know? it's one of the where you had Folkleys brands. because they were the fake wraparounds. Oh, oh yeah, oh I remember that. So People used like, to wear them on their like forehead. Yeah, I hated that. Look. You know, oh my god, I hated. And that. I'm like, what the you know what's what's Oakley? Let me see what the fucking fuss is about. And actually, these were my first pair of Oakleys. I'm holding uh, glasses. Maybe we'll take a picture or something, post it up on the website. Um, Why? I don't know. <laughs> People have seen Oakley. People know what glasses look like. <laughs> yeah. There's a giant If you've never seen glasses, this giant revolutionary smudge, new cut, technology. I've never seen glasses. You've never seen. <laughs> that's actually a cut um, that I got. From the stop from sign? speed limit <laughs> sign? No. No. Actually, yeah. No, that was my friend's foot. Um, he, he stepped on these. People just throw things at you all the time, right? <laughs> well, yeah. If it's not tomatoes. It's feet. <laughs> um, 
No, but I, that, like my first pair of Okies, I actually I fell in love with them. They were f- the first ones that were um, the bottom half of the f- uh, lens were frameless. It was just a wire on the bottom, and I'm like, oh, and they're so much lighter than some of the other, and they just fit better for me at least because Oakley, one of Oakley's uh, calling cards, if you trademarks. will, trademarks, trademarks mm-hmm. is the, the wraparound. Um, yeah. Hold, holders, I don't know what the fuck you call them. Bands, ear, bands yeah. ear rests, whatever the fuck they are. Ear rests. <laughs> the, the wrap Let's around. go with ear rests, because it sounds good. <laughs> the, the, the Gives you a nice around. word picture. Right? Like an ear rest. <laughs> that sounds nice. You see two ears sitting with coffee. Having <laughs> <laughs> a cappuccino. It's your wife's ears. <laughs> I put my glasses on and have a cup of coffee. I'm ear resting. Anyway. But um, no, they're just incredibly comfortable, and I got my... Uh, sunglasses from them also and they're even more comfortable and it's just like you know what i'm not going to go to any other brand because they're just you know why not you're very brand loyal when it comes to anything all sorts really of things. yeah <laughs> clothes and glasses and G- bass guitars, bass guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I, I should got I ask for sponsorship sometimes because that's really i, I advertise should. to everyone mm-hmm. i mean even, o- oakley oakley even makes clothes and i'm like they make uh, a pair of pants that are designed for pit crews. For ear resting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For crossing your legs and having a cappuccino. They wrap, wrap around your ears like suspenders. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, they're designed for like pit crews and whatnot. And like, like they like, almost like Dickies. You know, oh, I got gotcha. you. Know, like the double, the doubled knees and everything. Like they're meant for work. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go try them on and see if they fucking, you know, how they are mm-hmm. compared to the the pants I have to wear for work, which are primarily Dickies. You know, I, I don't know. It's just. I'm Did you Florida. try them on? No, they're only online. Oh, you haven't? Oh. Yeah, they're only online. You're going to order like six pairs of them, though. No. On, that's on the wish list this Christmas and maybe, birthday. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, well, I want Oakley pants. Yeah, the, the, well, the Oakley store over in uh, the Jersey Shore outlets, they, you know, I can go there. Maybe they have True. Them, but they might have Possibly. Them. Or some variation of them. Yeah, I'm exactly. Actually, I'm actually in the market for Oakley's now because in light of this, partly how this conversation came up because, as we were saying, Andrew is going to the eye doctor. I went for an eye exam for the first time in... Probably about three years, which I used to be very good about going every year, and for some reason lately I've been a little bit more lax. But I got a really thorough eye exam because not so much in that technology has evolved, although it has, but I'm also going to a new doctor in this area. The last visit I had was out in California, so I had to see a doctor who I obviously only saw the one time in the two years I was out there. So going to this office where Andrew used to go is like way high tech. Like they have like the re- <laughs> it sounds more sci-fi than it actually is, but like the retinal scanner where they take like a 3D capture of the inside of your eye, which was fascinating to look at. It was it was really really cool, and that's as opposed to putting the iodine in your eye to I guess gauge your eye health. And oh, there's nothing better than that. Being so sensitive to light when you got giant pupils. Well, I, having I mean, to drive home afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, that's that's the payoff to this doctor visit. Yeah, especially Aside, when you're driving in the middle of winter and it's bright white with the fucking snow. Yes. Well, uh, to yeah. get <laughs> it's everywhere. And I'm upside down. In addition to getting the new prescription for both my contacts and my glasses, which they only had increased each prescription slightly, considering you know, it's been three or four years. Uh, my eyes got minimally worse, which is great news. But now, and you guys are going to laugh at me for this, but I get tagged by everybody in my world for always wearing sunglasses. Now, I always so, in my the, life, yeah, I, I have. Wear my hang on, <laughs> I don't wear them at night. But I've always been. I've always had trouble with wearing 
my glasses specifically outside. And before moving to California, knowing it's you know, you know, loaded with sunshine, sun. yeah. yeah, I Sight. got I got prescription sunglasses as well because I hadn't worn contacts in a while. I tried contacts when I was like twenty twenty one, and they were they were uncomfortable. But I think that had a lot to do with the. I used to wear them to work a lot, and the air was so dry in the stores working at the time, and they were just really uncomfortable. So I didn't try contacts again until about four years ago. But anyway, when I was outside, I would always be really, really sensitive to light. And the doctor actually said, well, I'm guessing you have a lot of light sensitivity, like to the sun when you're outside and all that, or Cause you have bright lights, etc. Exactly. He's like, because your eyes are so incredibly bright blue – the way he showed me like a really it was like a Wayne's World extreme close up of my eye and he's pointing yeah. out the different shades in was this Dr. Ragu the color with of my eye. Jackson? Yes. Okay. And he's showing me like you see these are the points where the light's entering in more intensely because you see the kind of pigmentation of your mm-hmm. eye. Oh wow. And it was fascinating to look at and he said so it's best you get wear pre- sunglasses yeah. and because the contacts suit me so well, he's like, well, you don't need to get prescription sunglasses or have just the lenses frames. replaced in yours. Yeah. Well, no, he wants me to just get, like, I'm now in the market for a pair of, like, Oakleys or something like that. Because they been wrap around your them. eyes. Yeah, and yeah. because and, they're and the polarized lenses exactly, and all which that. I th- which, if he didn't have you try the different, you know, like, they have the sample lenses where you, like, just pick it up and put it in front of your, yes. your glasses. They have your traditional... You know your traditional sunglasses, where you just see the the idea behind polarization is obviously light comes at you from all angles. When you wear Oakleys or really any glasses that are polarized, Oakley just makes it like their brand. They're polarized. They have like a TM next to it, whatever. They probably have to get paid to polarize other lenses because it wraps around your eyes. They have that look. It stops light from every direction except forward. I you see. will actually if you take my sunglasses out from my car on a sunny day, look at a tree, and then put my sunglasses on, look at the exact same tree, the leaves will change color. It'll be a different shade of green. Yeah. Because of the way that the light is coming through the glasses. We went over that through the the sunglasses they had in the office, which was very cool. Isn't it interesting? It is. Just just, look at the difference in polarization. Yeah. And and they're HD. Differently. The the, the colors, it's it's incredible. Yeah. You know, the science behind it Yeah, it it is very awesome. Man, I had this awesome pair of sunglasses I bought. It was was while I was in school, and he also said, here we go, when I was in California, but... I bought them during my first Christmas breaks. This is Christmas 2006. This awesome pair of Ray-Bans I bought at like a sunglass hut or something yeah. at a nearby mall. And I forget how much they were. They were like two, 250 or 275 or the something Ray-Bans, like that. Yeah. yeah. And they were awesome. And then when I got back and I ended up kind of returning them because I needed the money. <laughs> yeah. But they were awesome. I love them so much. And I'm sure I have the receipt somewhere. I'd love to look up you know, the description and find them somewhere. Someone's got to be See, selling a pair. I, I, never, online, I never like but. Ray-Ban because they always look too 80s for me. Like, they were, they were like... Well, dude, look who you're talking to. I know. <laughs> that, that's why like, I've always like... You know, I always love the rap I wanted a pair of Ray-Bans when I saw Men in Black like when I was a kid. Nope. Uh, no. Did not care. No, that's what got that, you off the what, shutter shades? That, <laughs> that's what made me want Oakley's oh, even more because I wanted the fucking bug eye glasses. You know, I have the, what they call the straight jacket. If you could look it up online, what, the Oakley. It, yeah, that's... Oh, okay. I thought you were describing like a mental condition. <laughs> it's like... No, no. My, if too my, much light catches my eye, I just lose it. The, no, the sunglasses... It's like absinthe. Yeah. The, the sunglasses I have from Oakley, the, the, the style is called straight jacket. Okay. So... Well. Yeah, I know. Suits. Yeah. The, the next one I want it's is apropos. called Oil Rig. So, and those are the ones I've been trying on that you've seen. Yes, I've seen. Yeah, and they look awesome on you. We actually tried them last summer. We were one of the in stores on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
had Oakleys, genuine Oakleys. The only thing that was Christmas morning for you in that store. Oh my like, god, it was. That was fun. <laughs> well, Andrew is very visually. Oh yeah, I'm he, incredibly. Visually... He puts things. He puts things together very, very well when it comes to a look. <laughs> I mean, he's I, very I'm the good. closest thing to being gay. Yeah, it sounds silly. He, he, yeah, the man loves some Bed Bath and Beyond for being married to a woman and you know allegedly straight. But Fuck and, off. He, and he loves shopping for suits and clothes and not these out of hey, the time. Yeah, no, clothes no, shopping uh, and suits suit shopping is great. I picked out some good suits on you, and your your girlfriend lo- likes hey, it. I have no that term metrosexual. That. Yeah, that that's yeah. I fall into that. If you continue oh, that, to use uh, it, don't say that. It's not that. It's just you're just a you, fashionable male. You have yeah. You have a sense. Of, you know, like mall Fashion, rats. Yeah. <laughs> you have you Shannon. have fashion sense, whereas I have none. Because <laughs> no shit. I have a template for Look, what I wear he's every wearing day. Jeans and a black shirt again. And boots. <laughs> that's what I wear every day. Not by design. That's just what's comfortable to me. You open you your drawers up, hand, and that's what you're gonna see. Oh, the closet. You can't uh, yeah. even see it because <laughs> it's so black. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few lighter shirts in there for you know weddings and occasions like that. But Chris, how come you have nothing? Oh, wait a second. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> there's a wall here. Never mind. It all feels like a big cloth. cotton wall. Like big cloth shadow in my closet. But alas, Andrew does put together a nice appearance on himself and others. So he d- he does have a bit of an eye. Pardon the expression for let's say sunglasses or or the visual, like the the, the overall surface look. appearance of somebody. Yeah, yeah. you you do put. That stuff together very, very nicely. So those sunglasses do look good. And we at some point, we should probably go. Maybe we'll go to that Oakley store you mentioned before and maybe check out some sunglasses. Because I I do want to look. I do want to get something better than like the $12 ones I've been wearing. Here's your key. Are are you getting a prescription or are you just getting frames? No, I'm just getting frames. Like he said, because the contacts suit you. you. Whereas I'm getting, because I don't wear contacts, I'm getting prescription. And I I have to go. Unfortunately, I have to go to the eye doctor to get them done. I can't. I, I What's can, your story with contacts? Your eyes just don't tolerate contacts? Nope, just kick them right out of my eye. Okay. When was the last time you tried? I'm just curious. Like, when was the last uh, time you tried? It's been years since I tried to put them back in, but it's okay. just... The initial I mean, just putting the, them the in evolution is no, difficult. That's not, that's not even it. No, I, I realized that. And besides the fact of, like, I hate shit coming near my eye at foreign all. Foreign objects? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Have a foreign object in all day is kind of weird. You know, it weirds me out when I watch Veronica put her contacts in. That just fucking freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the, the actual materials and all that have evolved just, so much to where they're so comfortable yeah. I mean, between the yeah. like five six years in between when I tried them, massive yeah, the, the, difference. The airflow conti- and everything. They're consistently yeah, the amount of oxygen, updating, oxygenization, consistently yeah. modifying the. Oh yeah, yeah and improving I, the comfort I, I, level. I have and nothing the against contacts. It's just you know. I oh, just, I can see where you have some trepidations about it. Yeah, because it isn't an easy thing to literally jam your finger into your <laughs> yeah, exactly. eye. Exactly. I still use. A, I've been wearing this for little, years. This little. Uh, I still use a mirror. Yeah, and then you feel it all day. I mean, you're probably used to it. The worst is. If you um, get if an eyelash, yeah, underneath it. the worst feeling is actually when you fall asleep. And I do this frequently. I fall asleep in a chair for an hour. And I wake up and my eyes are like glued together. Now, see the ones I have now. He recommended I spend a night sleeping in. He's like, "Cause you can. They do release enough oxygen. That's you can't sleep in That's them. what he gave to Veronica. I, I wouldn't because just I, for fear. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I never have, and I don't like the concept of going to sleep and you know the way your Can't eyes roll your back eyes in your underwater. Head. If you're in the pool, if no, like I don't know. Pool, oh, I or... see that's no problem. For that's a good I always, question. I always no, you can't. That's the thing. You can't open your eyes underwater. With I, I always wear goggles, no matter what. Oh, I can't okay. open my eyes normally underwater. Yeah, we but... got some real dorky. Guys. Get some Oakley goggles. I'm gonna yeah, go they swimming. Make them. Of course they, they, they do. do. Of course they do, dude. And I will look into getting a pair of glasses. It's just a matter of getting bank account straightened up. But my next eye exam, I'm gonna probably get a 
Like I said, like I said to Chris, go to the eye doctor that now Chris is using because mm. I believe both of you still have the same insurance. No, I have a different. I have a separate optical insurance. Now, okay. Yeah, now I do. Call. Then you can just call the office up. We'll send you the email address. Okay. No problem. Yeah. He's going to call the office from using the email address. <laughs> <laughs> hey, technology sure, improves. Yeah. Smartphones. <laughs> I'm going to leave an audio email. Yes. Hey, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, folks, that'll do it for this week. Thank you once again for tuning in. Please tune in next Friday for an all-new show with, most likely, <laughs> four people. Yeah, hopefully. Unless so, you know, unless he gets caught under the railroad chise again or something. Wait or, a second. Or any of us, except you, because we're at your place. So <laughs> yeah, back, well, you tend to be here. <laughs> or they're backlogged at the Keebler Village. <laughs> yeah. we, love you, Ryan. we need more grasshoppers now! <laughs> anyway, dear listeners... Thank you again for listening to us. This is Chris. This is Andrew. And this is Jack, and you've been listening to the Fearsome Italian Threesome on the only podcast that matters. <laughs> that sounds hey! really dirty. Oh.